Let's copper drop. You want true enlightenment? Well, I'm dropping. This is how it works. Dennis sends everything he can at me. The takes, the predictions, anything he can possibly find. The kitchen sink, and I tell him whether I'm copping or dropping it. Dennis, take it away. All right, let's go to the aforementioned Carolina Hurricanes here. Okay. Carolina Hurricanes will make a trade for a goalie. You copping or dropping? Wow, we're not we're not we're not starting slow here, are we? No, no. Um, why would we? I'm I'm a cop it. I think they are. They've slow played just about everything. All offseason, I thought they were gonna trade one of their one of their defensemen. Uh, and they didn't. And then I thought they were going to trade Tony D'Angelo. And there were even, uh, you know, Hockey Night in Canada was talking about, hey, we've heard names, maybe Tony D'Angelo. Uh, he's just been been kind of the, the odd man out watching for a while now, but they still haven't traded him. At some point, I think they pulled the trigger on a move. Obviously, the GM, Don Waddell, is being, uh, being picky, being patient, trying to find the right deal. Um, and based on some of the numbers Dennis brought up earlier, some of the conversation we had earlier, I think it does make sense for that big move that they finally make to involve uh, a goalie. So, but also, not at, you know, to play devil's advocate, it's not like there's a whole bunch of teams just looking to move on from good goalies, right? <laughs> I think they'd be willing to trade for a goalie, but if it's not on the market, it's not on the market. So that's going to make it difficult. Uh, but but I still think they find a way. So I'll I'll, I'll stick with my gut instinct and say copy. Okay, next one. Got him. I'm talking myself out of that one in my head as we speak, but I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. Sticking with it. All right, stick with it. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm staying on my ground. Come on. UNC, what do we have next? UNC UConn tonight, top 10 matchup. UNC beats UConn in the Jimmy V Classic up in New York. You copping or dropping? I'm copping it. Okay. Why? This is – this. what have I just said? I'm copping it. Next. Yep. Uh, um, I, I think this one is one – I think if you asked me later in the year – my my answer might be different. And don't take that as an insult, North Carolina. Um, I just mean that UConn is having to carry the, the kind of weight of being the defending national champion, despite the fact that a lot of the leadership and a lot of the production from that national championship squad has moved on, right? And a few of them are even kind of surprising people in the NBA, right? Uh they still have a bunch of talent. They recruited very well, hit the portal. They still have Donovan Klingon. They, they, they have a lot of talent. But, you know, as we saw against Kansas, which, you know, losing to Kansas isn't the end of the world. Um, but I, th- I think they need a little bit more time to gel. Meanwhile, North Carolina, you know, they, they've got vets, right? <laughs> uh, even their, their transfers, you know, Harrison Ingrams, the, the Cormac Ryans, uh, they, they, they seem to have kind of integrated themselves quickly. I'm still waiting to see North Carolina play two full halves of, of good basketball, but I, I think they're they're the team more ready to win a big game at this point in time than than UConn. Uh, but again, at the end of the year, if UConn has some of their guys that that they've brought in grow and mesh and, and season over time, maybe it changes. But for right now, I think North Carolina has the advantage. All right. By the way, uh, speaking of Carolina and basketball tonight, so tonight we have uh, Wolfpack Weekly with Kevin Keats at 6 right here on The Fan. Yep. Then the Jimmy V Classic starts at 7 o'clock tonight. We have Florida Atlantic, number 11 versus number 20, Illinois. Mm -hmm. That's at 7, followed by Carolina-UConn. So you can actually listen to that game tonight here on 99.9 The Fan. Should be a really fun game. I'm looking forward to it for sure. All right, next one here. Actually, real quickly. 
It's the Jimmy V Classic. Yeah, why isn't State there? Yeah, can we get can we get State in the Jimmy V Classic? Great question. I, I grew up in Hawaii where I, the Maui Invitational had Shamanad in it every year. Yeah, just because they were hosting, right? Yeah. There was Shamanad. They got to they they got to be in it. Hey, your court, you get to play. NC State should host the Jimmy V Classic. They should. It's it's Jimmy V. Mm-hmm. Anyway, continue. They should they should participate. I 100% agree with you. All right, next one here. Uh, this one's for you personally, Tim. Uh, the New York Jets are releasing Tim Boyle. Yes, they are. Bringing on Brett Rippon to the roster. Yeah, Copper yes, drop that you could step in and play <laughs> right now for the New York Jets and still perform equally as good as Tim Boyle. Um, this is one of the, the, the more <laughs> difficult conversations to have as a former athlete. Uh, if we're being honest, probably not. Okay. But I, like, I will openly say this. My, I mean, I've said this on air. My cousin is Mike Glennon, right? I know, I know what an NFL quarterback looks like. I've, mm-hmm. I've played catch and I've, I've, you know, worked out with them. I, I, I know what they look like. I know that I probably never got to that level. Um, but I don't think Tim Boyle did either. <laughs> yeah. There's not a huge, like, I have more recently had a, a season with more touchdowns and interceptions than Tim Boyle has. Mm-hmm. Tim Boyle's in like his seventh or eighth year in the NFL. He hasn't had a season where he had more touchdowns and interceptions passing since high school. He went all the way through college without ever having a season with more touchdowns and interceptions, yet somehow he's started for multiple different NFL franchises. So there, there are certain things, right? This is where like ego gets involved, right? There are certain things where I'm like, I couldn't be worse. Granted, I absolutely could be worse. You want to be you? If I were being brutally honest, I was playing in a sponsor softball game a couple months ago, and I popped my hamstring jogging to first base. I don't think I'm ready to play anywhere near college football, high school football, let alone the NFL. But <laughs> there it is. There's always that there feeling, it is. right? It's like being it's like being a, an NFL GM. I know being an NFL GM is recklessly difficult. I know it's very yeah. hard. Every once in a while, they make a decision that I'm like, oh, I definitely could do that, right? You draft Johnny Manziel in the first round, I'm like, I would know not to do that. I think I could do this job. Mm-hmm. You put Tim Boyle out there, despite all of what I just said. I'm smart enough to have a better backup quarterback than that. Maybe I could be an NFL GM. It's, it's not that I actually could do it. It's that there's every once in a while one thing that makes me think I could. And it's the same with playing. That's fair. But if we're being honest, no. So drop it. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! All right, next one here. New Mexico has targeted former BYU and UVA head coach Bronco Mendenhall to be their next football coach. Who Duke? got Bronco Mendenhall? New Mexico. Okay. Jeez. They haven't, they haven't won more than four games since 2016. Well, that's just that's a group way. a group of five team filling their head coaching position. I, I think I know where this conversation is going. Okay, Duke still needs a head coach. You're darn right they do. Tony Gibson, the guy, NC State defensive coordinator, you cop it or drop it. I, I had somebody text me today, um, basically just on some curiosity, just mm-hmm. like, hey, who do you think it's going to be for, for Duke? Um, and they had done that, or actually somebody else had done that a couple days ago and said, hey, who's it going to be for Duke? A couple days ago, my answer was, I think it's going to be Tony Gibson. Uh, and I said it on this show, how perfect that fit was, right? I, I thought you wouldn't lose a ton of ground in recruiting because he's already recruiting the region. He already... Uh, probably a lot of the same players. You wouldn't learn, lose ground in the portal because he knows what he's looking for. You know he can be successful in the ACC. And I thought he was similar enough to Mike Elko that you could build off of the positivity, positive things he had going for the last two years. 
But the question was posed to me today, and I didn't say Tony Gibson for this reason. I don't think it would take this long if it was Tony Gibson. Yeah, I feel like what happened already. I feel like they would have reached out. He would have he would have understood time is of the essence. They would have understood time is of the essence. And they would have gotten to a yes or a no quickly. So the fact that it hasn't happened yet tells me they got to a no quickly. And now Duke is out doing whoever knows what. So I'm going to drop Tony Gibson to Duke. But... I think it, I still think it would be a good fit. I yeah. just like as a prediction, I don't think it's going to happen because I think if it was going to happen, it would have already happened by now. All right, to build off that, we'll we'll go into this because I know Duke is on what day nine now of a coaching search. Nine nine hundred. What's the difference? Yeah, how much longer is it going to take? I, I, like how much longer mm. should I mean honestly, it probably like you said last week, it probably should have happened by dinner time on Friday. Dinner last time on week. Friday, if I were Nina King, is the self-imposed deadline I would have given, because that would have given me giving whoever coach I hired mm-hmm. uh, one day to assemble a staff, one day to reach out to everybody on your team uh, and everybody kind of portal related uh, prior to the true opening of the portal. I know Duke athletes could have gone in as soon as Mike Elko left because when a coaching uh, change happens, you get to go right in. But before the true chaos began on Monday, I would have given my, my I would have would have wanted my coach to have a full day to kind of survey and and settle in as much as you can. So I would have said dinner time on Friday. That obviously hasn't happened. To me, is a problem. One, the portal's passing you by, mm-hmm. uh, and also recruits are passing you by. Right, guys that are already committed are looking around, and depth charts are changing everywhere, and and. Other teams are going to smell blood in the water, right? They're they're going to recognize that Duke right now is a leaderless program, and they're going to start poaching. They're going to show up. If they need a linebacker and there's a linebacker committed to Duke, that's an easier one to go get than a linebacker that's committed to a program with a coach that that player committed to. Mm -hmm. So so there's a lot going on here. If I have to spin positivity, it seems like Duke has said, we're less we're less and let me let me let me let me make sure I word this right. We're less focused on next year and more focused on the next 10. Mm-hmm. Because every minute they wait, it's hurting the 2024 Duke Blue Devils football team. But if you're saying by taking the time that is hurting the 2024 team, we are more likely to get the right coach, then it'll be- benefit them every year after. You know what I mean? So so you know, the, the the longer and longer they wait, the more and more I would tell Duke fans, like, hey, this next year is probably going to get uglier before it gets better. But the year after that, it might get better, and it might get better if they do kind of use the time wisely that they're taking and find the right coach. But uh, I think an appropriate term for this would be yikes. Like, it's never good when you're, you're like, hey, last, you know, latest Friday at dinner, you show up on Monday, it's still not done. Tuesday, still not done. We're dangerously close to Wednesday. It's almost 5 o'clock on Tuesday. Dangerously close. Yeah, players are hitting the portal. Coach is going to figure out, am I going to be on this staff or am I going to need to go to another staff? Like, I'll, I'll put it this way. There's a lot of lot of turnover that's taking place. Your assistant coaches don't know where they're recruiting to. right? I guarantee you Duke assistant coaches are still contacting recruits, mm-hmm. but they're doing it to build a personal relationship. Hey, yeah. man, wherever I end up, I'm interested in in you, right? Oh yeah. Keep my number, my personal number, not this 
you know, 619 number they gave me on, on the, 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 you know, the company card, like here's, here's the cell phone I use, like, like they're building personal relationships and they'd be stupid not to, because they don't know if they're going to be chosen to come back. Mm-hmm. If they're chosen to come back, the new coach is going to love that they built those relationships. They're going to say, great, keep them around. And if they get fired, well, what does the assistant coach have loyalty to Duke for? They just got fired. Well, yeah, it's that or they get picked up by another coaching staff and eventually maybe that player ends up in the portal and it's like, hey, I know that kid, you know. I, I've recruited that kid. He'd be a good fit here. Mm. So it's that kind of stuff too. Yeah, I, I mean I, I – So there's, there's – it, It's a problem they don't have a leader. Yeah. That's what the problem is. So everybody's acting for themselves, right? I mean, every coach yeah. every coach is rec- – like, why wouldn't you be? Mm-hmm. There's there's no unifying force. There's no direction. There's a level of self-preservation out there for sure. A hundred percent. And, and again, there should be. I'm not, I'm not holding it against anybody. How mad should the ACC be at Boo Corrigan, NC State's athletic director, for chairing a selection committee that messed over Florida State and thus messed over the ACC? Well, let's break down the facts of the matter first before we get to opinion. The facts are Boo Corrigan was the chair of the College Football Playoff Selection Committee, and the selection committee did not put in undefeated ACC champion Florida State. We know that. That's indisputable. How mad should you be? I think the anger is confusing because I get being angry. I'm not saying you shouldn't be. But I think I'm mad that he wasn't dishonorable. I think I'm mad that he wasn't biased. I'm thinking, I think I'm mad that he didn't do what I feel would have been done to the ACC, to the other conferences, right? There is nothing gained by doing the honorable thing and not using the power and influence that you have as the committee chair to directly benefit your conference. Right? Why not say, listen, guys, as the chair, we're not leaving this room until we find a way to have every undefeated Power Five conference champion in that in that top four. Right? I part like the 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 logical, fair, equitable part of me does want to give him credit for being and agreeing to be and and treating it this way as being I'm just one vote in the room, right? I'm here to, you know, sustain order, but, you know, democracy rules. Or even, even you know, in a, maybe a more different sense, maybe he said, like, I thought this was the most fair way. I thought these were the proper teams, and I just went with it. That's honorable. I get it. We all wish we were, like, you know, virtuous and top integrity and everything. But I, I this is the part that frustrates me. Do you think if the tables were turned – the SEC or the Big Ten would have been as honorable towards you. If if the Florida athletic director were the chair and it, and it were uh, an SEC team that was undefeated and on the chopping block, do you think they would have let it happen? I don't. I don't. It's kind of like you, you acted honorably, which, you know, <laughs> How can I criticize you for doing that? But is there honor amongst backstabbers? Is there? Big Ten already broke away from the alliance. That's what I'm saying. Like, right? Is there honor amongst backstabbers? The SEC is not worried about the future of the ACC. That much for darn sure. 
They just ended the Pac-12. Did you see it? They, they, they ended it. So maybe when you're in that committee meeting, you, you go in there with bias, right? Maybe you go in there with, I'm out to protect the Atlantic Coast Conference. Maybe you go in there with that vibe because I guarantee you that's the vibe they went in there with. So, you know, mad, how mad should you be with Boo Corrigan? You know, if it feels wrong to be mad that he was objective, right? It feels mad, feels bad that you can be mad at him for, for you know, treating the committee as if it deserves to have integrity. But I'm not sure there's a lot of, a lot of you know, fair and biased, fair and unbiased opinions in that room. Don't be the only one. You know what I mean? If you're the only one in there fighting for, you know, democracy and whatever the votes go wins, then, then you're going to be the only one that's has your conference on the outside looking into the college football playoff. Part of me wishes you had, you know, you, you need your uh, ready for a movie reference. Have you seen the movie Troy? Absolutely. Uh, the, the Brad Pitt version. That very first fight where the two giant armies come up and then they're just like, you know, we could just do one-on-one. We'll honor it if you honor it. You send out your best warrior. We'll send out Achilles, played by Brad Pitt. And, and you know, one-on-one, whoever wins, that's the, you know, we don't got to shed all this blood. I kind of wish the SEC set in their, their Achilles, right? Their ruthless, bloodthirsty warrior to just go out there and make sure the ACC won by any means necessary. You send in somebody who's going to be like, you know, you punch him in the face. Are you okay? <laughs> That's not you're not going to win many battles that way. Well, let's make sure we do this fair. Is everybody your footing good? Anything you need some water before we get started? You're not going to win many fights that way. 